Hey everybody, welcome to The Well. My name is Christian and I'm so glad that you're here. Our hope is that during your time with us, you can acquire some relevant and practical resources to aid you in your journey with teenagers. This is episode eight, which is a dialogue on dialoguing about racism. So without further ado, welcome to The Well. Well, hello, everybody. Greetings. What's going on, peeps? Uh, welcome to The Well Podcast, episode number eight. Eight. It's uh, been a little while since you've heard from us or it's seen us. Um, months, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys are familiar uh, as to why it is that we've taken a little hiatus, yep. um, but we're so glad to be back. Uh, my name is Christian, and I'm a host. Uh, my name's Ben, and I don't know if You're I have a, a title. Do I have a title? I don't know. Like so much so that on the the notes for this this <laughs> week, I I didn't. I don't know. I don't have a title. You it can, just says my name is Christian. I'm the host. Fill it in with whatever you'd like to. Ben. Uh, my name is Ben, and I am an entrepreneur, an awesome person, and mm. uh, that's all I got. That's, that's pretty good. I was trying to think on my toes, and I don't feel like I did all that well. It's all right. I give you a B. That's a B. I don't even know. I think it was C minus, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. Anyway, I'm Ben. Glad that you're here. I'm just some guy Christian found on the street. Yeah, and he's helped me out in this podcast. <laughs> um, hey, we're so glad that you guys are tuning in once again. It's been really weird. Uh, yeah, I, really. I think weird's an understatement for what's been happening in our world in the last three months. Um, but gosh, we're glad that you're tuning in. We're glad that you're here. Yeah. Um, and so, and thanks for hanging hanging in with us. You know, while we took our hiatus, while we all tried to figure out what does it look like just to live in the world today. Yeah. Um, and so, we're super super excited to be back. Uh, so today is episode number eight, and actually today's episode is in response to um, the recent developments that we've seen in our country yeah. with the atrocious uh, deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and Rayshard Brooks, to name a few. Yeah. Um, and I'd even say that this episode is in response to kind of the constant uh, instances of maybe unnecessary violence, particularly against communities of color that we've um, all seen in some ways. And I know it's a, a very um, complicated, nuanced, uh, even personal conversation for many. And so we don't um, mean to make light of any of that at all. In fact, today uh, we are titling the podcast, A Dialogue on Dialoguing About Racism. Really clever. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank really you. original. And I try to be very pretty clever. clear, though. Yeah. So um, the objective here is not to talk about it and then end. You know, to to not talk about it. our hope is that um, this podcast, this episode, can simply be a launch pad for continued conversations. Because yeah. I don't think these conversations will end. They should not end. We should continue to keep them on the forefront of our minds, right. Right. especially as we engage young people. So uh, that is why we have the name: a dialogue on dialoguing about racism because it's going to can it's uh, it's a conversation that needs to continue yeah. um and so um before we kind of jumped into um kind of our t- our itinerary today um we just wanted to um preface our podcast just with um our our statements perhaps as a church um so uh if uh if you are part of the clc you probably saw a few a couple weeks ago our pastor um got on facebook uh and shared via video um just with where we stand as a church regarding uh what's been happening lately and we just wanted to reiterate that um for clarity's sake uh and of course if you find you have any questions uh, you can email us at yeah, um, at the well at clcfamily.church. But we just wanted to say a couple things real quick to preface this conversation. Uh, first thing, uh, we believe uh, that racism is evil. Uh, it is not of God and was never a part of God's design for our world. 
Um, and when I was talking about actually this very topic with our young people in the high school ministry, um, we were actually reading uh, the book of Revelation. And so we, we, we read together Genesis 1, 26 to 27, and Revelation 7, 9 to 10. And I'll invite you guys to maybe read that if you'd like to on your own time. But uh, I think those paint very good pictures of God's intent for the world, is that all people are created in God's image. And uh, the picture of heaven is people of all nations and all backgrounds uh, journeying with Jesus together. And so you can read those at those passages. Um, the second thing is this. Um, when one person in our body hurts, we all hurt. Um, uh, Jesus invites us to mourn with those who mourn, uh, not to necessarily evaluate why they're mourning all the time and to try and pinpoint if they're allowed to be mourning, right? Um, we're invited to mourn with those who mourn, no question. And so um, there's a lot of people mourning. There's a lot of people hurting. And so uh, as a church, we kind of take the stance of we're going to mourn with you. Um, we're going to hurt with you. If, and I would just inject there like, hey, just really kind of mourn with people that mourn. Because I think, you know, one of the one of the worst scriptures in the world to be told, um, even though it's still scripture and it's still truth, is that it's like, you know, God will work all things for good. Like if you're in the middle of a difficult situation and you're like, hey, God will work all things for good. That may be true, but in the moment, a lot of times it doesn't feel like things are good. So I sure. just just caution you in that, um, just that you would mourn with those who are mourning and that you're not just like, hey, it's it's fine and just kind of moving on. Yeah, that's really good. Timing is, is uh, really important right. in regard to these things. And right. so um, sometimes people just need to mourn. And so as a church, we want to say, hey, we are here to mourn. Um, and then the third thing, uh, we believe that God invites us to be agents of restoration in a broken world. Um, we believe that God is in the process of redeeming and restoring all things, as our pastor often says. And so um, God invites us to be agents of restoration, whether that's by listening, whether it's by if we see something, we say something, or just speaking out for um, for those who are mourning, right? And so um, that's kind of been a... a Maybe I can say official stance of where we are as a church uh, in regards to those things. And I invite you, you can go back a couple weeks on our Facebook page to see Josh uh, talking a bit more at length about those things. But I just wanted to make sure we um, we said all that stuff on the front end because we believe it. And uh, we just want you guys as our listeners to know exactly where we stand on those things. Um, all right, so we're going to kind of get into some of the uh, pragmatics of right. uh, having a dialogue uh, on racism, which I hear, I see people do this very exceptionally well all over Facebook all the time. I'm yeah. totally being sarcastic because uh, um, people handle themselves very poorly on Facebook. So if you're listening to this, it is dropping on June 19th, which uh, we actually actually thought was significant. Juneteenth? Juneteenth. Uh, I think I've said that wrong a couple of times before. I, but you know what? I feel like the first six times that I ever said it, it was like June yeah, June yeah, June, yeah. June, so it's Juneteenth, June which 10th. is a, 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 a wonderful celebration. And actually, I'll be very honest. I, as of recently, didn't really know what the history of Juneteenth was. I was in the same boat. Yeah, and so um, I kind of... I'm trying to learn more and educate myself more, so I actually read up about it. And it's actually a national holiday celebrating freedom. Uh, I guess the Emancipation Proclamation was read to the slaves in Texas declaring their freedom, and it was the last state in the whole country to have right. read this um, this proclamation, uh, which is a significant thing. Um, and so uh, this kind of represented like every state was aware, at least in my understanding of it and what I read, um, every state had had this uh, proclamation read to them. And so it was a pretty profound moment. Um, uh, now, uh, of course, it did not 
solve all of our problems um, uh, because, you know, even today we're still wrestling with systems of injustice and systems of racism uh, and things uh, that just do not treat all people as equal, right? Right. And so while it's a wonderful thing to celebrate that um, this happened so many years ago, um, we still have progress to make, right? And I think a big component in the making progress uh, is it's as simple as but as important as dialogue, right? Yeah. Um, and so once again, today's uh, episode is a dialogue on dialoguing about racism. And uh, we hope that this is an ongoing dialogue. So we want to share some resources and tips for dialoguing well and making headway in this conversation. Um, we'll maybe put a dent in this conversation, but if it ends here, then we've done it no justice. And so, um, and because there's just a lot to cover and we're not going to get to it all, but we simply, once again, hope that this is a launching pad for you and your family as you guys seek to talk about some pretty important things. And so, yeah. um, so I feel like I was going to add to that. So yeah. it's, it's hopefully this doesn't make anybody uncomfortable, but uh, it's really like talking to your children or teenagers about sex. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not just a one conversation where, OK, we have to talk about the birds and the bees and yeah. now we're done. <laughs> no, the, if you're just doing one conversation, uh, your child, your teenager, there's going to be questions. Yep. And if you aren't the one that they go to for answers, they will go to other people. They'll go to the Internet. They'll yep. go different places. So Absolutely. very much like talking about sex, I think that this conversation is one that continues to come up. Um, and I would encourage you, just like a conversation about sex, what you're going to do is if you're trying to evaluate with your child, like your own child or those that you're responsible for, um, only give them what they can carry. Yeah. Like if you think of this knowledge and this information, and I've used this analogy before specifically in regards to how do parents talk to their kids about sex, um, you're not going to tell your four-year-old everything, yeah. right? Like you're <laughs> going to think about what is appropriate for them to know, what yeah. do they know, and then kind of balance that and kind of go kind of thinking of it as a book bag. Yep. You can always fill more with a big book bag later, mm-hmm. but if they can't carry it right now, don't give it to them. That yeah. would be foolish. So I would say it's the same thing like that. And then I would also encourage you, uh, whoever's listening to this. And, and I do want to say congratulations for those that are listening to this. That yeah. means that uh, if you have any relation to, uh, teenagers that you survived the COVID-19 quarantine <laughs> so and also you didn't kill them yeah, so yeah. that you're still looking for input on yeah. how to actually raise teenagers. Kudos. Um, kudos. Good job, man. <laughs> Some people didn't make it. So yeah, yeah. good job. Um, the, the other thing I would say is that for whoever's listening, uh, at least this would be my personal words of wisdom. Continue to educate yourself because yeah, I feel like sure. um, uh, I'll just say it this way that the, I feel like the history that I grew up knowing isn't the history that I feel like I'm I'm seeing today. Sure. So there's a constant need for education and understanding um, kind of even as far as uh, like today, I watched one of these videos that was resources and I learned about redlining and that was just more yeah. on top of the Jim Crow laws yeah. that I can see are in, like so unjust. And then even the 13th Amendment that abolishes slavery except for criminals, like there's so many yeah. different things that as a nation we have to acknowledge that we have done wrong to people of color. Absolutely. And uh, I would just encourage you to not just have a closed mind on it and just go, Hey, I, I'm pretty sure that I already know the history, but just continue to educate yourself yeah. in that area and in yeah. those regards. But yeah, sorry, yeah. jump in. Man, no, I you're good. That, that was thought. good. 
That was real good. Um, and so uh, with that, I also want to say, um, you know, sometimes when these conversations start, they always, they don't always go perfectly. And I don't yeah. think we have to wait uh, to feel totally prepared to jump into these things, because if that's the case, uh, then there'll be a lot less conversations happening. And so I think we just have to enter these dialogues with a willingness to learn and a, a willingness to um, to get it wrong. Right. But then yeah. hopefully get it right. And so because um, I know a lot of people shy away from conversations that are difficult and right. that they don't feel uh, equipped for, but our hope is that you, one, do feel equipped, uh, more equipped after this podcast. But then secondly, we hope that you'll have the courage and the boldness just to, um, you know, jump into these things, confessing, Hey, I'm still learning. Right. Yeah. And I think that speaks volumes to our young people. Yeah. I as think well. that's huge. I think, I don't know, but let's find out together is an incredible answer. Yes, absolutely. Like, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but let's find out, like, yep. let's look into that. And then it becomes a journey of discovery for both of you. Yeah. So I think that that is Honestly, I think that that's one of the best answers that you could ever give. Absolutely. And I think an imperfect conversation yeah. is much better than no conversation Absolutely. at all. So um, thanks for joining us for the conversation. We're going to start uh, the uh, first portion will be tips for setting up a dialogue or conversation. Uh, and this can apply to a lot of things. It can apply uh, not only to difficult topics uh, like racism, but it can also apply to a lot of other right. things that you're working through with um, young people or even, you know, it is a lot of these aren't specifically pertaining to young people. Right. Um, but we invite you to consider them in that context as well. But even any other context that you find yourself in, whether it's just other adults, if you're on Facebook and you really want to comment, uh, <laughs> which I really struggle with, um, hopefully these kind of help. So we're just going to go through them one by one. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and then we'll finish uh, this episode with some resources that we want to share with you guys that we thought um, have been very um, valuable thus far in, in helping us learn more about the landscape of where our country's at right now. So here we go. Yeah. You ready? Uh, sure. All right. I think so. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first tip that we invite you to consider uh, when uh, dialoguing um, is to clearly state the objective of the dialogue. And that sounds like – it yeah. sounds like really formal. It like, does sound We're going to sit down at this coffee table Excuse and me, this sir, is the objective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I got this advice from a professor in grad school. Uh, and I she was one of my favorite teachers, taught uh, New Testament, and I loved the course. But she would do this. Um, People would call uh, my teacher, and she shared this with the class. People would call her just to argue about theology, <laughs> just to argue. Uh, and at one point, and like Did that could be draining. What they were looking for, like, hey, I'm calling you. I mean, to no, they argue. didn't formally okay, say like this is why. But you know, like, all right, bye. But you know, someone who's approaching you to argue, and you know, like you know, the cadence of someone coming to you just to fight. Right. right. And so, um, she shared this with us, and I kind of picked it up as something that I try and do. Um, she, what she would start doing, is saying. She would say, hey, are you calling just to fight and, and be okay. her or, or are you calling to talk about this and yeah, to right. learn okay. and to he genuinely hear where it is, um, you know, what it is that I think about this? Because if you're calling to fight, then we're not going to have that conversation and I'm going to hang up. Or if you're calling to, to actually talk about it, I'd be more right. than glad to talk about right. it. And so right. um, she stated the objective because I think too often people come in guns a-blazing and they're just trying right. to be heard and stuff. Yeah. And oftentimes it doesn't really help. Right. And so. it's, it's usually from a place of passion, right? Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, hey, it's unbridled and it could be for the positive or for the negative. Yeah. You just come in guns blazing. And a lot of times I don't think that we clarify in our own minds, hey, what is the point or the purpose of this conversation? For sure. Absolutely. So I think even for us, that's a good question to pause and ask yourself as you're starting a dialogue with somebody. Absolutely. 
What is the purpose of my dialogue with this person? Is it to be informative or and to learn and to kind of talk about this and grow together? Yeah. Or is it that I think you're wrong and I just want you to know that you're wrong? Yeah, yeah. And there's a really, like right away, that, that shows your motive, that shows your heart. Yep. And I think that that's something that you really, really have to pay attention to. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, and it, I think it helps you. It identifies where you're heading. Like what is the yeah. ultimate goal of this dialogue happening right here? Because I think identifying right. the goal helps you achieve it more um, as opposed to letting anything spiral into something that's not terribly helpful. So right. that's the first one to clearly state the objective of the dialogue. Um, do you want to go back and forth? You do the second yeah, one? So I, I was thinking too in this, like, yeah. uh, and I'll just bring it up. So I feel like I've got a uniquely different perspective. I'll say that than even from two or three months ago. So in this COVID season, my wife and I started foster caring this awesome young lady. Uh, she's 11 years old. She's actually sitting in the booth with us, but right now she, she either doesn't hear me or she's pretending that she can't hear me. I'm not sure, but, um, she's she, good. Yeah, she is, if she is pretending, she's really Incredible. good right now. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't tell, but, uh, but, uh, so that obviously has put my, my wife and I, we went from no kids to now we have an 11 year old in our house and she is, uh, African-American. And so this for us has changed everything drastically. Like we went from not knowing how to parent to now, how do we parent maybe even with a little bit of trauma mixed mm -hmm. in, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so for us, it's very interesting, especially when it comes to the issue of race, because mm -hmm. this very much hits close to home because Absolutely. I cannot, and I will not ignore it in my own home. Yeah. And just, there has to be a conversation about some differences of culture and experience. There has to be some conversations about what it will be like for her as she continues to grow and maybe how that looks different than what my wife and I have experienced yeah. because of our, our skin color. Yeah, so good. I think that as I look through this, my, my perspective has changed or yeah. maybe I should say is continuing to change yeah. because I feel like I'm still continuing to educate myself and, and to learn things and to see things in a different light. Um, and just again, the per perspective that I now have is drastically different than that of three months ago. Yeah, yeah. And so I think as even as we're looking at this, and I, I don't mean to sidetrack, I feel like that was a little bit of a sidestep to what we're talking about these tips. But I think this first tip specifically, like clearly state the objective of the dialogue. I think that for parents, sometimes it may not be a very clear like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like it yeah. may not be an argument. Sure. At least when you're thinking parent to child, at least this is where I found myself. I, it was more of, I want growth. Like, mm -hmm. so that was for me, the, the, the purpose of the conversation is to just, and then also part of it, it's, it's a little bit different when you've raised a child for 11 years, you yeah. probably know their history yeah. and know what they know. But for, for me, it's going, Hey, we're not going to be afraid to step into this yeah. and tell me what you know, like you teach me, let me know what your perspective is on yeah. things. So I think that as a parent, this first one clearly state the objective of the dialogue is very good, yeah. but it may not be something that can happen every single time. Like sometimes it's just a conversation to go, Hey, where are you at? What do you feel like, especially if this is something that's, you know, it's a little bit different now we're in the summer, but yep. also because of COVID school wasn't the same. Yeah. If this is something that's happening during normal school year yeah. where kids are in school, like I guarantee kids are going to be talking about it in the hallways, oh, yeah. in their 
classrooms in you know the at the lunch tables like there's conversations that they are getting all kinds of different opinions at that it might just be like hey tell me what you know yeah like, that's good where what are you thinking how do you feel about that yeah. and just even listening to them as well that's a good point and i think you know i hope that you know uh the that dialogues that the purpose of our conversations with others is to ultimately to learn anyway. Right. Um, but so you don't always have to necessarily even like uh, out loud say, this is the objective. Like yeah. hopefully it's just part of your cadence already, but it's really helpful. Like if you see a conversation deteriorating in a conflict, say right. you can right. clarify, say, let's, let's repeat our objective. Right. We're not trying to argue here. We're not trying to, you know, have conflict. We're simply trying to learn. And I feel like maybe we've deviated from that. So let's yeah. realign our purpose here. Right. Yeah. Let's try and figure that out. So and, and that's why really good point. is always so important. Even Very good. If it's just for you, that why, like yeah. asking the question why. Yeah. Like I think that's so good. Super good, man. Uh, go ahead and take the second one. We'll go back All right. So <laughs> the second one is this: is to set up some dialogue rules or parameters or guard, guardrails. Yeah. I think that this is especially important if you're talking to somebody that um, it's very difficult, or there's <laughs> maybe just uh, there's two different perspectives or maybe it's not even just yeah. two maybe there's six different perspectives and uh there's two different uh agreements yeah. or, or two different stances on it like, everybody's thinking of that person right yeah, now right in now their head you have the person, person that you know you know that you just can never talk to because yeah yeah <laughs> uh and so set up some dialogue rules parameters and guardrails like yeah. i think that that's really important to do in fact as i was you know <laughs> i was a teenager at the time and uh, there was some communication group. I don't remember for the life of me yeah. who it was, but they were coming in through my church. And I was like, dude, I can't wait to go because they were going to teach how to debate. And I'm like, I just want to go so I can win, win arguments. Destroy people. Like, that's all that yeah. I wanted to go for yeah, is yeah, I just want to win that. arguments. And, like, the first thing that they taught is that, like, in your debate, it's not about, like, answering that question. It's not about, like, well, yeah. I guess it is answering the question. But it's it's about the audience and the people that are listening. Yeah, that's good. Like, the majority of the time, you're not going to change the opinion of somebody else. Yeah. Especially if you're really stubborn, they're really stubborn. <laughs> like, it, so I think that it's important to kind of know that going in. Set some yeah. parameters, some guardrails, and For saying, sure. hey, this is what I'm looking to do. Again, when you clarify the purpose or the why, yep. if you set the kind of the objective of the dialogue, this other part becomes a lot simpler as well, yep. as well because you're going, hey, if this is the why, this is kind of part of the how. This yeah. is the rules, the parameters, the the guidelines so that That's I good. can respect you and yep. I can respect your stance. Yep. And then ho hopefully <laughs> you can respect my <laughs> stance. Hopefully it's mutual. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it's mutual. Yeah. So I think that this is really important Absolutely. Um, in this. And then um, and these are like the means by which you hit that, like the means yeah. by which you make that objective come to life. And I actually included some, uh, examples if you don't mind me. Yeah. Those yeah. Real quick. I, that's what um, I was looking at. I'm like, uh, yeah. So, am I so uh, those? yeah. So, uh, when, um, when I, so me and the students, so I'm the high school director here at the CLC and, um, after kind of all of this stuff, um, kind of happened the last couple of weeks, um, we, uh, sat down and had some conversations via zoom, which is really hard to have any conversation via zoom, but then yeah. something like this, but it went exceptionally well, actually. Um, and so, uh, at the beginning, I kind of laid down some rules. Like we're not talking about, um, opinions. We're talking about right. people, right? right. And their lives and their humanity, uh, and they're being created in the image of God. So let's not reduce people to opinions. Right. Let's reduce, or let's not reduce them at all. Right. Uh, and then the second thing that, um, I kind of share is, um, we, uh, we agree that 
what we are, how we engage in conversation says more about our religion and our faith and our right. actual stances and perspectives. Because right. um, if I'm going to berate someone because they don't see things the same way that I do, then what's it say about my faith and right. my religion right. and my God, right? And so let's um, let's just make sure that we are not slandering people, even though they could be totally wrong, right? <laughs> uh, even though they might just be very ignorant. I don't know. But let's be careful um, to make sure that we are not um, not hurting our neighbor and creating more uh, perhaps division in that regard. Uh, and then I kind of always put like we agree. Um, and I kind of say it as a covenant when we go through these uh, reminders together. I say we're all going to agree that our primary task is to listen and understand before we seek to be understood. Mm-hmm. And so these are kind of the how items like we're all gonna, going to make our, our greatest effort to make these things happen. Um, so that we can achieve the objective, which is to learn and to grow and understand each other. And so setting up those dialogue rules and parameters and guardrails really helpful in that regard. Yeah. And as, as you're sitting there, the scripture verse that came to mind. So if you're a believer, I think of the scripture verse that says, speak the truth in love, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so truth, and this is something that Josh, our senior pastor says, like truth is never the issue. It's just how we approach that truth, right? Like the way that we say it, the way that we're going about it, truth should not be the issue. But if you have a really hard time of speaking that truth in love, then, man, that's something that you want to try and develop and and get better at because that's so very important is that people should be able to identify you as a believer for the love that you have for others. That's that's kind of what Jesus said was – the the like the trademark of what a Christian or a believer should be. Absolutely. And and then one of the other things that you said uh, just now, it's it's clarification. I think that what's interesting is that right now our country very much is outraged at some of most recently, uh, um, uh, yeah, Floyd. I'm, I'm George sorry, Floyd. Uh, George good. Floyd. I just uh, for some reason I was thinking of Floyd May- Mayweather, but that was not it. George Floyd's death has kind of spurred this most recent um, kind of movement and this response. But this has been a system-wide, like, problem that has existed for Mm -hmm. years and years and years, back to the 1800s, back to earlier than that when the slave trades started. Like, Mm -hmm. so this is something that is in response to some of the recent things that have happened. But as believers, what I think is that it shouldn't take a response of something like like his death yeah. to spur us on. Like this should be something that doesn't ebb and flow, mm-hmm. but it should be constant for a so, believer in the sense that we're we're willing to say, hey, if that's an injustice, if that's something that God did not create, well, then we need to be willing to speak out on that. Absolutely. I think that's I'm, good. I'm sidetracking from again your points. So maybe that's my job here is that I'm this <laughs> I'm the person that distracts yeah. from where yeah. you're going. So <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. Right. Uh no, that's good. Um thanks for that. Um, the next, uh, kind of point that we have is face to face whenever mm. possible, yeah. um, face to face when, whenever possible. I can't remember. Um, I can't remember who said, it. I think it might've been, uh, Michelle Obama said, it's hard to hate people up close. Um, I've I heard that, remember. but I don't know if I can't, that was her or not. I can't. I don't know. That's, I don't know. No, that's, that's what terrible. my wife said. I believe everything my wife says. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So someone had said the quote, um, it's really hard to hate. Something along the lines of it's really hard to hate people up close. It's really hard to call. And that goes for most things, right? It's really hard to um, to insult people up close. It's really hard to um, hate and disregard uh, them up close, um, which is why it's so easy to do that on Facebook. And so I um, always try 
try and uh, whenever possible um, have a face-to-face conversations. And if not, you can do it over the phone. Um, and if you're going to handle yourself on Facebook, do it in a way um, that it doesn't succumb to hatred so quickly, right? But yeah, so um, do have face-to-face conversations whenever possible. Oh, it was Brene Brown. Can I read that real quick? Uh, yeah, you might not want to read all of it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so it says uh, people are hard to hate up close. I mean, that's that's the the primary part. Be civil. Hold hands with strangers. Uh, uh, be close, basically. And so um, and he said, don't read all of it because there's actually a bad word in it. But Br- <laughs> Brene Brown is actually I think she's a sociologist who so. um, who's written some really, really awesome uh, books. Uh, I know even around the topics of shame. But anyway, um, so. Uh, Whenever possible, have face-to-face conversations yeah. because uh, you are remembering the humanity in the other, yeah. the humanity in your neighbor, really, the person that you are sharing the space and this time with. Um, and it's so easy to disregard um, that they are in the image of God uh, when you're over Facebook and you're throwing names and throwing words that just aren't helpful, aren't yeah. uh, conducive to learning, aren't conducive to really anything. And so whenever possible – have a face-to-face conversation. Yeah, I think that's so critical even for this this last part there is that like body language, so much of what we say is not actually in what we say. Yeah. Like so much of what we say is actually in our body language. I think there was a quote that said about like 90% of what you say is is actually through expression yep, and yep. tone and kind of demeanor like in how you say it. And in fact, I was even having a conversation that wasn't even remotely like uh, conflict or yep. difficult or hard. I was having a conversation with my wife over text today mm-hmm. and I just, I got a little frustrated going, dude, I, I have no idea what she feels or thinks about this. <laughs> it was kind of, I was trying to get her opinion for yeah. it. And I'm like, Hey, let's just have this conversation later. Yeah. Like again, it had nothing to do with conflict, but yeah. it was just, I desperately wanted to know how she felt. And yeah. I can't feel that through a text message. Yeah. You can't feel that necessarily. Sometimes if somebody's <laughs> using a lot of different words yeah. and <laughs> caps lock. Yeah. Like maybe <laughs> you can feel a little bit of what they are, but I think yeah. just on a basic level, it's so hard to understand where people are coming from. Absolutely. And I've been on the other side of that where I've said something that came across as harsh and I wasn't even thinking that it was harsh. Yeah. Like I'm not even paying attention. I'm distracted at something else. And I said something and then it's taken away. And then it's like, Oh my goodness. Goodness, that's yeah. not what I meant. Yeah. Um, uh, I wish I could say it was the other way around. Like I said something harsh <laughs> and people didn't take it that way. Yeah. But generally, that's not what we do as people. Yeah, so yeah. that face-to-face as much as possible is so yeah. important. So and I would say, in, especially with your children, mm. especially with your children. Sometimes I get it. Like maybe it's during school and you need to ask. And like there's some sometimes where it's not necessarily a dialogue. Sometimes it might be more of, hey, this is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But I would always return back to that dialogue. But as much as you can, when it comes to these things, sit down. Try and take away the distractions. Yeah. Like take away the, the tablet or the, you know, the cell phone mm-hmm. or the turn off the television or the computer. And I'm not just talking for the teenager. I'm talking yeah. for you as the parent <laughs> yeah. as well. Like yeah. Turn off the distractions sure. and be able to have a face-to-face conversation, even though it's weird and awkward with teenagers yeah. because you're going to be like, uh, well, that went well. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that's so incredibly important. And and in the same uh, class that I went to, and this is a known, you know, a known phrase, but I think this is maybe the first time that I had heard it. Um, back at my church where I was trying to learn how to win debates, one of the things that they, <laughs> they said time and time again is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that face-to-face part is a huge part of that. Yeah, that's really good. Um, 
Awesome. So the next one. then the next one is to uh, consider the voices present. Yes. Um, like, wh- why don't you dive a little bit sure. deeper into that one? Then? Yeah. Um, so too often uh, I see a bunch of people uh, talk about other people's experiences without letting other people share their own experiences. And so we have to be careful that we're not speaking on behalf of someone else. Um because it's their story and not our story, and they could tell a lot better than we can, probably a lot more accurately than we can. Um, it's like a bunch of single people coming together to talk about marriage, right? Like it's just uh, not very practical. You should probably get some people who are married to come share some stories about that. Um, and if you've ever been single and then you got married, I guarantee that there was a moment that was like, wow, this is different than what yeah, I thought it was. This is way different, yeah. Like, yeah. wow, this is that. I didn't, oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. That's different. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, so, because, uh, you know, a lot of uh, conversations about racism are largely um, in reflection of the experiences of our black, uh, our black brothers and sisters. Right. And so, um, we have to be very careful that uh, we consider what voices are at the table um, to make sure it's a, uh, a, di- a diverse group of people uh, whenever possible. Uh, and I'll share a little story. Um, uh, do you remember uh, it was a couple years ago in Charlottesville, Virginia, when there was those protests because of the that white supremacist group coming yeah. in to march with their stupid tiki torches? Um, anyway, sorry. Well, anyway, there was um, – uh, what happened there's a it started a lot of protests um um with uh a people saying you know of course it's not right like right white nationalism's not right. right um and so a lot of people are coming in to protest about that and so i lived in jackson tennessee uh and me and a friend of mine are thinking gosh like this is horrible just watching what's unfolding in virginia and so we wanted to create a space for people to respond to and so we actually hosted this kind of really cool uh music prayer liturgy outdoor event where we just invited the community to come sing sing songs pray and hear from some voices and stuff uh and the mayor showed up and uh some really cool uh individuals showed up there was a couple people who were freedom riders in the 60s wow. that just showed up which is really cool but anyway as we were planning it we were trying to invite um some people to come speak and share and we we're uh, we we're resting we we're like gosh we we're, we don't have anyone who's actually black to be able to come share about their experiences, right? Because I don't want to be the, the only person telling the story, right? Like, and so we were wrestling with that. Um, and then when the pastor said, like, you know, um, it's okay to just call out and identify that, you know, um, we're doing our best here, but it's a little homogenous. It's a little, you know, we all look alike. Because right now you guys are listening to two white guys yeah. um, talk about. Actually, I did have that thought. Did you? Yeah. I almost wanted to say it in the beginning, like, hey, two white guys, we're yeah. going to talk to you about racism. <laughs> I was going to say, Ben the whitest guy i know um but yeah so but uh here in this moment like we are we are two white guys who cannot um empathize with the experience of our black brothers and sisters and so um it doesn't mean that we should not have conversations um but we can identify and say hey uh we're not the only voices in fact we should not be the only voices you're listening to please listen to the stories of those whom this applies right please listen to the stories of our black and uh, our black brothers and sisters um and so and minorities as a whole right? yeah like absolutely that, that absolutely minorities as a whole like, yeah I, I think that uh, again in recent developments things that we're seeing like the black lives matter movement yeah. is, is first i mean it's forefront but it's really we're talking about it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're indian it doesn't matter if you're absolutely. hispanic like it doesn't matter what culture you come from yeah like if you are a minority yeah 
It applies. And so you always want to evaluate, you know, what voices are my young people listening to or right. my teenagers listening to? And when we have the conversation, are we considering the voices uh, of those who are involved as well? Or is the group a bit homogenous? Do we all look alike and share the same experiences? And so we just wanted to mention that and reiterate that, even though in practice we're not, uh, we're not doing that perfectly right now. We can still identify and say, hey, like, yeah, we're not doing it perfectly. Um, but we can identify that. We'll, we'll say that and we'll invite you. In fact, what we're going to do is uh, near the end of this, share resources, um, uh, some of which were provided by people of color. And so we yeah. want to invite you and challenge you to um, to diversify right. the uh, the group of voices that you listen to. And I think that's most important, especially yeah. when we're talking about something um, that's as, uh, uh, yeah, it's just as sensitive as this, right? Yeah, right. So. And I think that what happens is a lot of the times that nobody wants to be branded or, or viewed. Like For their sure. fear is that they don't want to look like they're racist. So what they do is that they try, mm-hmm. try and like, well, I don't want to bring that up because it might be weird yeah. or it might be awkward or they might look at me differently. I, I think at that point, my encouragement is just step into the fray and go for it. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to just say, hey, I, I think that my experience might be different than yours. Would you be willing to share some Absolutely. of your experiences? Like, it's just kind of being willing to step into the fray. And I, I have a very dear friends of mine that just the other week I just kind of had a conversation and I feel like I, it was the most awkward start I've ever had. Like, it was like, Hey, how are you guys doing? And they're like, what do you mean? And they like started to go into life in general. And I'm like, no, I mean with, and I just, I don't even remember what I said, but it was just like, wow, could it have been any more awkward for me? And on some level, like I'm, I'm here in front of microphones and like I speak semi-regularly. So I'm going, Oh, it's terrible. Talking is like, hard. Yeah, talking is difficult. Yeah. So, so I think just kind of stepping into it, and and what I did is after I like destroyed my first two sentences <laughs> or whatever, I was like, "Hey, look, I care about you. I, I feel a little bit awkward because I don't want to make something an issue that's not yeah. an issue, but sure. I, I want to know how you guys are doing. Like, yeah, how are you feeling? Good. What can I do? And, and this is an awkward conversation to step in the middle of, that's but good. I yeah. think it's needed. Absolutely. And and they were they were thankful for it. Yeah. Like it was a good conversation that I'm glad at the end that I actually did it. Even yeah. though I feel like I sounded like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was glad that I did it. And and it, thinking about the voices, like don't try and just tell anybody somebody else's story for them. Yeah. I absolutely. think that that can be dangerous because the reality is if you've ever played that telephone game where it's like whisper down the lane where it's like <laughs> you start one end. Well, that's what generally happens is oh, that absolutely. like details get missed or um, or change. And then even like fishing stories, you know, what was like a, a five inch fish becomes this 35 foot monster yeah. that you pulled out of the lake. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. so just be, be careful in that. Yeah. That's really good. Um, yeah. And then I forget who's up you or me. I think I, think I just did the last one. Yeah. So yeah. Up. So our last one, uh, is actually really, really important. So we're going to, when you guys have dialogue and I've experienced this myself, um, there will be some dialogues that just are not worth having yeah. some dialogues that aren't going anywhere that, um, you're not meeting the objective, which is to learn. Uh, and it could be because, uh, you know, maybe, you're encountering someone who's maybe set in their ways, or maybe you are set in your ways. And so um, this brings us to our last point, which is really, really important for your health and everyone's health is just to identify and know when to walk away, right? Because uh, you see this all the time. Some people uh, aren't willing to have a conversation, aren't willing to actually work through and, and learn and grow. Um, but they're set, their, their opinion's not going to change and yours is not going to change. So there's really no, um, maybe not any point in that moment to move on because what 
you, the only product that would come from that is maybe more frustration, yeah. anger, pain, uh, you know, horrible more words damage. thrown, yeah, and damage to each other, yeah. right? Um, and so um, it's really important to be able to identify uh, a dialogue and say, okay, this is not going anywhere. Um, it would be in my best interest to step away, right? Yeah. Um, I've seen some uh, conversations and I've even heard of some conversations deteriorating very quickly um, to the point where it did create damage. And um, that's not helpful and that's yeah. not going to uh, do anything positive. And so um, when you sense that your dialogue, your conversation is steered so far away from the initial objective, um, be willing, have a game plan already set for how it is that you plan on leaving. Like for me, I'll share mine. When I'm on Facebook, uh, which I'm on there a little too much, but I'm getting better now. <laughs> Um, when I'm on Facebook and I'm, uh, I usually try and be as, I, I try and I understand it's not face to face, right? Right. And so I usually try never, ever throw insults. Um, and so, uh, when I'm on Facebook though and I see someone's getting attention and that stuff. comment you left me though? Yeah, no, uh, you're the exception actually. Um, I'll often use old. words that like, um, I think it's, I read a really great book that kind of helped shape my perspective on this. It's called Disunity in Christ. And it says, identify the similarities with people yeah, first, right. um, even if you disagree with them on everything else. So most often you'll see, um, I use the word friend a lot because we're all friends, um, even though I'm not really friends with most of these people. But <laughs> the idea is I'll, you know, I am anyway. I'll wow. Walk man, back. Your, <laughs> great job. Uh, anyway. Um, How did the podcast go? Well, we made like three new friends yeah. and lost 50. <laughs> so uh, what I'm meaning to say is um, identify commonality. And yeah, so a lot of right. times I'll try and say like, hey, like we are humans yeah. um, before we are uh, people arguing for a position here. Right. right and so right. Um, I'll identify like I am like I'm your friend. We're having a friendly conversation here. But um, sometimes uh, it's not always reciprocated. Sometimes it uh, degenerates into something that's not helpful and i see you know i'm i'm getting angry i'm starting to sweat and i'm starting to um you know uh not listen as much so i have to identify like this is not helpful this is not gonna change um i'm just gonna lovingly say hey you know then i'm just gonna discontinue the conversation because i don't see this being as beneficial and so just gotta know when to walk away and sometimes um that is the best thing that can happen in that moment and it doesn't mean that you have to stop talking about these topics altogether right um no just revisit it with someone else uh, uh state the objective uh to learn and to grow and try it again. Um, but it can be hard. That's, that's yeah. one of the, that's one of the possible side effects of dialogue is that right. this happens. And so you just got to know yeah. when to step out and walk away. And, and I think even for parents, that's, that's so good, right? Like yeah. at first it looks like, well, I can't just walk away from my child in the yeah. conversation. Yeah. But I think in the sense of, again, if this is, you know, only give them as much as they can carry. Yeah. So don't feel like you have to, you know, finish this conversation in one sitting and then you kind of go away. Like, what you need to do is look at it and say, okay, well, this seems to be the max of what they can maybe handle yeah. in this moment. So let's pick it up at another time, like be able to disengage and to know when your, your son, your daughter, your teenager, like whatever it is, like uh, your, you know, resource child, like whatever it is, like, yeah. you know, when to disengage and say, Hey, I think that that's probably deep enough. Cause yep. at least the conversations, not just about race, but there's conversations in my house that it's like, okay, we've hit our end yeah, and now we're going to move on. We're yeah. going to go jump in the pool or we're going to do, it's like, because we're, we're done. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's always really good. Like I usually try and state why I'm leaving too. Like, Hey, like, yeah. I just don't see this going anywhere and it's not very helpful for me. And I don't sense that it's helpful for you. So identify why it is that you're leaving. So there's no confusion there. And 
then you can even say, right. um, open up the possibility of like, we can try this again sometime, but right now is not that time. Right. Yeah. And so, Hey, um, you know, I'm going to step away cause this is kind of getting tense and I don't think it's helpful. Um, maybe we'd love to continue this conversation in the future, but for right now I need to step away yeah. more yeah. than appropriate to do that. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of, uh, those are some tips, some, uh, maybe covenants that you can make with people as you try and have really, really important conversations about really, really important topics. We just wanted to wrap up the, uh, in these last couple of minutes with some, uh, some uh, resources for you. And so a, a, a massive thing that, so let me go, let me say this. Um, we need to start the best way to start a dialogue. In my opinion, it's just opinion, not fact, but it might be fact, but it's opinion, uh, is we should preface our conversations with, um, listening and and trying to educate ourselves. Right. right? Um, it's like trying to go to a book club without having read the book, right? Uh, you're trying to enter a conversation about this topic without having done any reading for it. And so I invite you, encourage you and challenge you, um, to become good listeners and Mm -hmm. to try and, um, read as much as you can, um, and to preface these conversations. And hopefully the conversations are a, a, an educational tool as well. Um, but if you're, we're going to contribute to the conversation, we should try and understand a little bit, um, of what we're, of what we're talking about, honestly. And so, um, I see that as being the, the best thing we can do for our dialogues is to let's listen, let's become good listeners and let's become, I'm um, good at, uh, educating ourselves yeah. and, and, and learning from other people too. And so we would just wanted to share, uh, s- some resources in an effort to create these spaces of dialogue and education and listening. Um, we wanted to wrap up our time together by sharing some resources that are available yeah. to you, um, to aid you and your young people in these conversations. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go through them all. It's weird because some of them are just links. And so I'm just going to explain a little bit about it, but yeah. you can find all the links, uh, in these notes in the show notes of okay, this great. episode. And so you can access all that stuff and check it out. But, uh, we're just going to kind of go through, but the yeah. first thing, uh, um, just mercy is a movie that was produced by, I believe the Warner brothers released in 2019. Um, Really, really powerful movie. The real life story of uh, lawyer Brian Stevenson mm-hmm. uh, and his work with people on death row. In Alabama, and, uh, I think it is Alabama. In Alabama, I think yes, specifically yep. in Alabama. Alabama. And he actually went to uh, Eastern University right here in oh, Philly. Yeah, so he's an Eastern alum. So oh, go Eagles, that. let's go. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it's a really powerful movie about um, the the story of uh, some um, African American men who were. Um, didn't receive justice in the, yeah. through the justice system. And it's a true story. I invite you to go check that out. Actually, Warner Brothers made it free for June. So yeah. you can stream it on most platforms for free, which is really, really awesome. I, um, I would The way that I would define that, and sorry for interrupting, yeah. like it's a great, terrible movie. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. It, is, it is so well done. It's well put together. But that message, man, it's heartbreaking. It is, like, yeah. Like if you watch that, you just at least in the, the highlighted case that they show, there was yeah. such a lack of – of evidence yeah. that you wonder how in the world did this happen? Yeah. And then when you begin to wonder that, I think is when you begin to see why there's such a racial divide Absolutely. in our country. Yeah. Like you can understand how these, these cuts run deep yeah. in America. Like these wounds are, are still present. Absolutely. They're still yeah. open. They're not healed because of injustices yeah. such as this. So yeah. I don't think I've spoiled anything in that. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about yeah. not spoiling anything. So that's a great terrible movie yeah. like it, it i'll be honest i was emotional during it like i'm angry like and i feel like my again my wife and i's perspective has drastically changed in yeah. the last few months um and i wish that this was just one example like i wish that it was just this example but unfortunately there are tons oh, yeah. of different examples of that uh, yeah. the innocent project 
um, which hits on both white and and black. And I think there's even some Hispanic in there, if I remember correctly. But there's tons of shows that show you how our justice system has failed, yeah. but specifically in areas of color, yeah. how it is ultimately failed. And even, yeah, some of the other resources, which yeah. we'll get into in a second. So yeah. definitely check that one out. Just Mercy uh, streaming. Um, yeah. Once again, on about most platforms. Um, yeah. Uh, and the second, so I'll just kind of mention uh, two real quick that I'll combine. Um, so I invite you to visit fulleryouthinstitute.org. And I'll put that in the show notes. Um, they've actually come out with some really helpful articles about um, what we're talking about today, dialoguing with young people uh, about um, uh, racialized violence. And so the first article that I would recommend is Helping Young People Grieve and Take Action, um, which I think is really, really powerful. Um, and then the second one is Processing Racialized Violence with Students. And I think that's um, that's one of our biggest roles is, um, as adults and leaders um, is to create spaces for young people to process because they are processing regardless regardless if you want them to or not. They are processing and coming to their conclusions yeah. regardless if you are in conversation with them or not. And so yeah. why not be a part of that conversation? Why not help guide them and teach them and learn with them about these things? So you can visit, once again, fulleryouthinstitute.org to find some really, really helpful resources. And I want to mention uh, – with that, the article on processing uh, racialized violence with students, they actually have uh, dozens of links and resources at the bottom of that page. Fantastic little library of resources for you. Um, you could really, um, you know, give a lot of time to these yeah. and check those out. So um, those are those two things. Yeah, so if I can say the, the next one. So uh, it's called Holy Post race in america and uh if you've ever seen veggie tales the creator of veggie tales uh, his name is phil uh visher i think, I think so. is how you pronounce that i think so um he has got a youtube um actually i think it's a channel he's got a channel on there but w one where he talks about race which again it's called holy post race in america yeah um it's about 18 minutes this was a last minute entry for us yeah literally it was emailed to us today yep. by by somebody on staff and this is this is a great, I'll say it's a quick video because he covers a ton of ground of which there's certain people that have written entire books like the Michelle, I forget what her last name is, but wrote uh, the new Jim Crow. Uh, like mm -hmm. he went through, if you want an understanding of why there's a racial divide in America, I think that this 18 minute video gives a very fast, I usually watch videos on like one and a half speed or two, yeah. but he's going through information so quickly he, that yeah, I watched it at a normal speed. Yeah, yeah. And he gives a great overview. If you are going out, oh, well, I don't understand. Slavery is over in America, so yeah. everything's fine. No, 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 no. There's a, a ton of history yeah. that even as I alluded to earlier, like I feel like I'm being re-educated yeah. on the history that I haven't actually been told. Yeah. Uh, especially, I'll even say like in the, the Nixon and in the 80s, like the, the war against drug, the Nixon administration with mm -hmm. the Southern strategies. He didn't specifically mention the Southern strategies, but he mentions uh, redlining, how the federal government says at this area we're going to promote uh, housing, uh, like housing loans, but in mm -hmm. this area we won't. Well, I'm pretty sure you can guess where that line was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so th there is a great amount of information in that one. If you just want to, 18 minute video that explains why the wounds are so deep here in the United States and how discrimination against uh, people of color and uh, minorities has continued throughout 
the early 90s and even into probably argue like into thousands because clearly it still exists today. Yeah. Um, that this gives you a great understanding of that. I would highly, highly encourage you that if you do nothing else out of this list and you are curious and you're going, I don't understand, watch that video. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. really good, concise uh, summary. Um, and he has a really powerful invitation at the end too, yeah. which and he, I won't spoil. And he's but. used to speaking to children yep. like through VeggieTales, so he does a great job communicating. Yeah. Like, I want to see like everything he said just like yeah. explained like, in a VeggieTales uh, episode. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that's what it would look like. like yeah. Are we going to get like visuals as well? And he did do a great job. But I feel like it would be powerful. But it was a, for adults. Yeah. Although I think – Children could read, like, watch it, but an adapted version. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for that. Um, the next one is uh, I found a list. Uh, it was called 75 Things White People Can Do for Racial Justice. And it was just a very extensive list that I encourage you to check out. You can see that in the show notes. Um, it's everything from supporting um, black-owned businesses to things to uh, help us better listen to our black brothers and sisters, um, which if, you know, if we could, if anyone could ever do anything nowadays, just listening more. Right. And so I invite you to check those things out. And, um, I've read through most of the list. Um, and so I invite you to check that out. Uh, see if uh, you could find some things that uh, could challenge you in that. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention, um, which I think is a good prescriptive, uh, response, that I think sums up our role um, really well as Christians is Micah 6, 8. You mm-hmm. probably hear this one uh, come up every now and then when issues of justice are at the forefront of our minds. Um, but Micah 6, 8 uh, says, um, invites us, it says, uh, what, one thing I would require of you, and I'm butchering it, I don't no, have it yeah. exactly written in front of me, but it's like one thing I require of you, and it's to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. Yeah. Um, Seek justice, uh, justice and righteousness, I think, shares, I think, the same root in the Greek language. Um, and so when we're seeking justice, we're just seeking everything to be right as God created it. That's yeah. kind of how I've seen that. And so let's um, seek a world um, that is right just as God created it. Uh, and when it's not right, let's seek to make it right. Let's seek that justice, right? Yeah. Um, loving mercy, uh, you know. I'm not always going to get it right. Ben's not always going to get it right. Some people aren't going get, to get it right all the time. Um, let's be merciful to each other just as God is merciful to us. And then probably most importantly, walking humbly um, with yeah. God. Um, it's, uh, it's really hard to stay on my high horse and to <laughs> hold so tightly to my opinions when I'm humble. Yeah. Um, and so I think in our conversations, uh, we need to enter them with great humility to listen um, to the voices of those who are mourning, yeah. uh, and, and we have to enter those relationships with mourning or with humility, so that we can mourn with them. And so, I think Micah six eight is a pretty good yeah. um, kind of prescriptive invitation um, for people of faith uh, in responding to um, to these conversations and these yeah. injustices. So, yeah, this is one of my favorite personal like. This is my desire. This is what I want to do. Like um, personal motivation. I don't know. That sounds weird, uh, but like <laughs> yeah. this is one of the scripture verses that I I love. Like so much so that if you were to come into my house and go to the upstairs, like there's a one of those handmade signs. Like yeah. my wife found it somewhere, but she knew that I love the scripture verse, and it just says those three things: yeah. do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's as you said, it's prescriptive. So yeah. I know that we've gone a little bit long. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, wrap us up. And- yeah. So we appreciate you guys joining with us. I feel like we went long today just because it's yeah. been three months, so we're just kind of catching up anyway. And I also um, think it's an important topic. Like, it is. I, it's I don't a really think important that you topic. Can just breeze through it. So yeah. sorry if this was longer than what you expected, but thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you. 
we didn't do it perfectly, and that's okay. Right. Right. Um, we are not experts in this, and nope. we thank you for listening to non-experts in this. Um, but that is it. We hope that this is uh, the beginning of a conversation. If um, if they haven't begun already for you and your family, we hope um, that you can continue to work through this and to discern how it is that God would have you think and respond to what we've seen in our world. Um, and uh, we also, once again, challenge you to to listen to the voices of uh, of those who are experiencing this. Um, and so uh, we're not going to do these conversations perfectly, but once again, that does not mean that we um, can't enter them. So we invite you guys to lean into that uh, and to um, to jump into those conversations and see what it is that God could bring about yeah, those conversations. Absolutely. So, yeah, Ben's going to tell you guys how you can yeah, connect with so us. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you some URLs and, like, here's where you go for it. And if Links you have any questions, they'll be, they'll be linked, I think, <laughs> underneath. So yeah. uh, if you want to connect with us, we'd be happy and love to hear from you. Um, you know, comments that you've got about the show, or if you have questions, maybe even ideas for uh, shows to do in the future, uh, you can find us on Instagram at uh, it's at at the well, or excuse me, <laughs> this is I even get confused at this Good job. It's the dot well dot podcast. Yes. So it's at the dot well dot podcast. And here's where if we go into Facebook. This is how I got confused. Or you can find us on Facebook at at the well podcast one that's all one word yep. so the well podcast one that's one word uh and then as always maybe if you are like me and you just butcher every url that's put in front of you and you can't <laughs> remember it um here's what you can remember you can email us at the well at clcfamily.church yes. so uh, if you have any questions you want to uh, again see a topic uh, covered or have a question we'd love to hear from you we love engagement yeah. um, this is very much one sided we get to talk to you but mm -hmm. we love when you talk to us Yes. so please email us uh, find us on Instagram find us on Facebook uh, again the email is thewell at clcfamily.church yeah and if uh, even if you have any responses or thoughts in regards yeah, to this, uh, this podcast uh, just state your objective at the beginning if you want to argue, then we'll probably email that uh, or ignore that email. Absolutely. Um, but if you're really wanting to engage in conversation, we absolutely love that. That's why we are here. So go ahead and email us at that email address. But that is it. We're That's done. All. Hopefully our next episode is not three months from now. Um, you can, <laughs> Depends on if we're still in a pandemic yeah. or have another one. Yeah. So we'll see what's up. But we are so glad that you guys joined us today. Thanks for hanging yeah. out. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. The Well. Have a great one.